Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Urban Legend, the internet podcast about urban legends and other semi-related topics. It's the largest on the internet. Oh yeah, by volume. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Chris Tofar, and he's a wonderful man with an ivory hand and he dances in the trees. Yes, he dances every night. What a beautiful sight with his Waterford crystal knees. It's Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Did you enjoy my folk song about uh, you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure what that was signifying. Hey, money, no, and a bucket of rice. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, how you been doing? Not um, not spoken we'll for a while. Turn to musical theatre sooner or later. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right, actually. Yeah? Yeah. We'd have what have you been up to? Carousing, as usual? Bit of carousing. The, Browsing uh, around uh, Sunny Valley's Bongo and Barbecue Club, yeah, where you like yeah. to hang out. <laughs> well, you know my two favourite things, drumming and uh, and having lovely grilled meats. Yeah, I can't get in. Like, would you put me on the guest list one day? Because I know that you're um, you're a I'm member. Not, you're a little below the salt. For, really? You can't make <laughs> a cut for... Well, I'm jobless, aren't I? I'm still, still searching yeah. for jobs now. I'll, I'll be honest. One of the many red flags. <laughs> even, even when you, t- I'll be honest, Chris. It's not about the money. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I'll be on like because I've been, I've been, um, I'm a very redundant human. Uh, yeah. But I, but you know what? It's starting to get me down a little bit, Neil, because I it's been, yeah. it's been a couple of months now, and and I've noticed that it's getting me down more because this is this is true, right? Yeah, no, this is actually this is actually true. Okay, this is unlike everything true. else. Yeah, unlike everything else. Yeah, unlike the entire podcast. So, in like when I was working, I would maybe twice a month feel a bit like meh and um, <laughs> curl up in a fetal position in my bed and pull the cover over on me during the day. Right, maybe yeah. a couple of times a month. Normal, right? That's what yeah, we do. Sometimes you're feeling into a pillow. Yeah. Sometimes you're feeling a bit vulnerable, but I've noticed now it's happening maybe once a day. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think, yeah, I think, um, I think it's starting to get to me. So um, that's not good, is it? <laughs> Maybe you need to see some primal scream therapy or something, or uh... what? Listen to more primal scream. I can't, yeah. Neil. I've already got them on twenty four seven loop. Screaming, they're like just blasting around in the background constantly. <laughs> I think that might be one of the reasons why I'm doing the fetal in the yeah, bed. Yeah, I would imagine so. Maybe, maybe less primal scream. But um, I'll tell you something that cheered me up, though, a little bit. It's a nice, nice segue, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no, I like what you've done there. Um, so I, read, I saw an article the other day, which I, which I sent to you, but I'm assuming you didn't read. It was in Tatler, obviously. Yeah, the, only, no. the, the only magazine I, I read. I was from Tatler, and obviously I would, have been, well, I would have just browsed my back issues. Yeah, oh, yes, that was, that was in April. Yeah. Let me just go and pull that from the shelf. Oh, wonderful. Oh, yeah. I remember this episode because I found out what Zara Phillips was up to. Oh, it's the one about Winky Van Zyl. <laughs> the notorious heir of behaviour. He is a one. Which which cravat's in this season? Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's an article in Tatler. Uh, and researchers have found out that different haircuts have different smells due to the different rates of the compound acids um breaking down. And so a normal right. person can't a normal person can't smell it. 
But um, so that you know, they, if you have an income, of, if you have wealth of above <laughs> million, no, no they, they they use kind of like a you know like a, a it wasn't a mass spectrometer, but something like that. Um, it might have been so, a mass spectrometer, maybe. But they were, so normal people can't smell it. Some people would be able to smell it, like people with heightened heightened senses, yeah. like um, like a parfumier or a sommelier, or a member of the military police, right? But okay. um, so the top three nice-smelling haircuts, so if anyone wants to go and get their haircut, here are the top three that they found were nice. Like dating a sommelier or some super-sensory person, yeah. Yeah, or you just want to know. Was that... there an X- X-Man character who had super... Super-scent. Super super, or, like, super-sniffs. Yeah, not, nost- no- Nostril X, he was called. <laughs> he was Professor X's son. One of really useless, useless ones. <laughs> Because they, they had Legion, who was basically had God powers, but yeah. then his second son was like Nostril X. He was just yeah. really good at smelling stuff. Yeah. Smell, but not danger. Couldn't smell danger at all. No, was nose blind to danger. Constantly walking into danger. Because his undoing. Um, so, I mean, I'd, I'd prefer to go with the adamantium skeleton and the mortality and self-healing. Yeah, because the thing is, you can't turn off the smell, can you? So if you go to no. a gym or something, or a Turkish bath. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, yeah, I think they'd be pretty. You'd be like that guy from the Mask of the Red Death, wouldn't you? Just have to he's go really to treat somewhere perfumed, so you didn't have to. Yeah, he'd be really easy to torture, really wouldn't easy. he? You're just yeah. like, yeah, uh, and to torture you, we're going to make just you a bottle stand. of links. We're just going to need links in Africa. We're going to make you stand in a farm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, top three for the, for the, for nice scent. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the third nicest was a bobble perm, and that smells of the sea, apparently. It's quite nice, isn't it? Okay. Bobble perm. Mm. Yeah. The second one is a mullet, and that smells apparently like cut tulips. Mmm. Mmm. But the so nicest... We're not worrying not... about the visual. So you, ideally you want a blind person who's got super sensory. Yeah. If you're, if you're, yeah. If you're dating a blind perfumier... Or move then... to the 80s. Yeah, move yeah. to the 80s. So, but the nicest I'm one, which, got anyway, which yeah. I think we probably this one could might have, be like, tasteful, both from a visual and from a. Well, I think it is, and I think we could have both guessed it. Yeah, it's a comb o- it's comb over, and it smells of roast lamb. Oh, oh, <laughs> lovely, eh? So there we go. So when we um when we, I mean, we're both quite her shoots. So I'm not sure if we'll go bald enough for a comb over, like um like our dear Prince, but uh, perhaps we could. You get a tonsure and just uh, a tonsure. Like the monks what? tonsure, do they call it? They, you oh, know, right. they shave. Yeah, but that's not comb it over. It was well, then you could comb. You could then grow it out, and comb it over. We might just shave the middle of our heads, is what we're saying, yeah. and yeah. and grow out the sides. Artificial like, comb over, basically. An artificial comb. And, that'd be a bit of a, that, a flex, as the kids call it these days. I think we're like, so. We're I not think... actually bald, but we're going to put in a, an artificial bald spot just to put a comb over. So what it would be, it would be, it would be an inverse undercut, wouldn't it? Yeah. Where so you have so instead of having long hair on the top with buzz on the side, you're buzzed in the middle and long on the side. Yeah, and then just kind of like scoop it all nice. in to make like a kind of like reverse mushroom, <laughs> reverse you grant. And if anyone's interested, you know, um, we we can cut your hair for you, good rates. Um, yeah. You know, just uh, contact us at the Bring usual. Ideas like that. Or just just come up with ideas for styles like that that you might want to use. Yeah. Um, so, do we have time to talk about the issue within podcasting of the use of snooze? Oh, I don't think we can't not have time for that. We're going to have to make time. Yeah, so um, I don't know if people know, but podcasting is uh, it's exhausting 
and you've got your levels of concentration have to be um what's the word <laughs> only joking tip top yeah. um so a lot of podcasters now it's been turned like a jet out fighter pilot or something like that just Oh, yeah, before podcasting, what I do is I close my eyes and I go through like the different movements I'm going to do on the run. Well, that's what I do on my off time to just keep my senses sharp enough for podcasting. I yeah, fly F-14 jets. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, maybe maybe think about the podcast a bit more. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? Pretending you're in Top Gun. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of so there's been um, the. Uh, the podcasting association has has come out and said there's a problem with the use of snooze, which is a Scandinavian tobacco-based pouch that you put on your put up and under your lip and your gums. And um, they're worried that a lot of podcasts are going to get mouth mouth problems. I believe. So, uh, Neil, I've, well, you know, gotta, gotta you, and I, you and I, grind. you and I like to to run clean, don't we? Which yeah. is what, which to be fair, Just is why. Can. Well, because we can, but also might might explain why we're not doing as well as maybe we should be. Because oh, do you think because everyone's backed up to the eyeballs and performance? Yeah, we run clean. They don't. Um, you know, yeah. fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. If that's if what you people wanna, want. if you want to cheat, if that's that's if that makes you feel better. Absolutely. If you want, top. if you think damaging your body, your precious body that God gave us, Neil, yeah. don't forget. Yeah, your precious Temple, body. Chris, I think you'll find. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, mine's more like. Um, an old disused railway. Some are more like, yeah, you know, like a crumbling temple that's not really been particularly well looked after for the last three, yeah, three boarded thousand up, years. A boarded up nightclub or something. Yeah. Um, Post Reformation one where they've just stolen all of it and knocked it down. Yeah. <laughs> a temple nonetheless. Um, but a temple nonetheless. And do you know what? As much as I like money, Neil, and I, well, and I do like it as yeah. a man who's Everyone out of work, money, Chris. Some money would be nice, right? But am I willing to? Damage my yeah. temple, God's temple, in in uh, in the hunt for that. The answer is no. No, I call it fear, fear, filthy lucre for a, a reason, Chris. Well, I don't know what that reason is, but no, me neither. Um, yeah. I don't research anything. No. Uh, so, Neil, really is you never research. Exactly, and you know that's well, you can't keep it spontaneous unless you're on the snooze, and then you can be up all night. Oh yeah, you like, can't yeah. you? Arguing on Reddit. <laughs> Um, so, Neil, has anything that I've said so far linked us to what today's episode is going to be about? Mm, it's gone quiet. <laughs> I mean, not exactly. Okay, well, what is it I'll about, let, then? I'm, think, I'm thinking I may have missed a, a segue there that you, you'd built up. but now I, don't. I was building you into a segue with the hope that you'd be able to catch the ball. Yeah, that's what I thought, and I realised I was there. I was staring vainly at the ground. <laughs> Support hit you in the eyes. It sort of hit me in the forehead or something. Um, no, well, I wasn't quite sure what you're referring to there, Chris. I obviously missed something. But this is the chilling story of Teresita Bassa, the woman whose ghost may have solved her own murder. Wow. And where's this? Mm. So we're, we're in America now. Um, although, Why is it with America and ghost-solving crimes all the time? Yeah, so We've already had one of these. <laughs> was it the Greenbrier ghost? Might have been Greenbrier, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a pod we did a little while back. That was um, the first time where a ghost was able to be the witness to a murder. Witness at their own trial, which is quite good. No, to... Um, was it? No, so no, a daughter's a mother, murder. It? Yeah, yeah. She, um, her mother She's basically a... got... 
the apparition told her where to where to look for the. Oh, that was it. It's yeah. pretty clear the husband had done it, wasn't it? But uh, but this time, got another go, another ghost to another from beyond the grave murder mystery. Are, are all um, supernatural beings grasses, snitches? I mean, if it's your own murder, I kind of feel like that's fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, no, that's not the rules of the street. Really? Is that not even even not not, the rules? Even from beyond the grave, you're not allowed to. No, bob. ghost ghost snitches get snow ghost stitches. Spectral snitches. It's a lack of snooze that really holds us up. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, that's what it is. Not the, not the brain damage. <laughs> yeah, from too much snooze. Yeah, from too much snooze. Right. I got excited and lost my article now. There we go. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's where I've gone. Okay, so, yeah. It wasn't somewhere else where they put that and then were still calling it unsolved, but I've had a look through a few different versions. And, yeah, here we go. So here's, here's another headline. Teresa Bassett, the Filipino nurse who solved her own murder. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. But then the subhead is... the like of... um, Ghost Dad with um, now disgraced Bill Cosby. <laughs> or Randall Hopkirk deceased. Yeah. Did he get murdered? I've never seen. I know. I, no, I, yeah, I think um, I watched a couple died, of he, the um, Vic, Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer version. They did, but yeah, the I reboot. Explain the conceit. No, um, he died of syphilis. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was why so he had all those pot marks and the nose had fallen off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was quite horrifying, wasn't it? Actually, in a lot of ways, it was horrifying. And he, and, he, and he occasionally just sort of started to, sort like of lynching. screaming, not screaming nonsense. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't a very helpful. Um, no, he's more of a distraction. Yeah. yeah, more of a distraction, if anything. And yeah. also, you know, I, from a viewer's point of view, I'd maybe criticise it because it, it did tend to distract from the story. <laughs> because it was never explained why he was there either. No. And, and the two main ca- and him and the main detective character never interacted either. So, Well, you know how they always do that thing about how... Um... Uh, was it murder she wrote and it's like well she's clearly the killer because everywhere she goes like murder follows her around and it's uh, yawn hello um so <laughs> I, I reckon it's the same thing with randall hopkirk deceased the, the real thing that everyone's missed is they actually killed his own partner and yeah. he's trying to cover it up with by, syphilis um, solving a load of other murders that he's doing himself yeah he gave his partner syphilis but knowing and then got himself cured yeah So, he had some quicksilver, but only enough for one. Yeah, just enough for one. The death of Teresa Barca remains one of the most baffling unsolved mysteries to date. Now, that that weirded me out, but I think what they're saying here is um, what really happened. So, yeah, it sort of was a. There's also a little bit of a potential twist at the end, which we'll come down to. So that's always nice. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to move on to the all oh, that's interesting um, article on this. There's quite a few, but this is by Bernadette. Giacomaza? Giacomaza? Yeah. Or Giacomaza? I don't know. I'm not good with Italian names. Um, anyway. So, um, she was an immigrant from the Philippines mm-hmm. who was found mysteriously murdered in her Chicago apartment in 1977. So, good 40 odd years ago. But then her ghost tipped detectives off to her killer's identity. Okay. So, did it like. Or did she? So you know um, that because I think that it's is it just is it just bullshit or like in, do sometimes 
American police use psychics or whatever or mediums because you see it quite a lot in media. Happened in England like, as well. So what you do, can, but, do, but they, do they do it still now? Because yeah, no, it's, it's a bit. So there are there are documented there are documented cases. So I think the one thing is obviously it's not. You couldn't use it for well, I don't know. I you couldn't use it as evidence, but you can yeah, use it to try and find the body. Warrant. You couldn't use it for evidence. I think when you run out of things, and it's just kind of like, I mean, one thing I do give well, it a go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't like if you're really desperate to sort of solve a cold case, something like that. Because I, I mean, all I know about this really is pretty much what I've read of David Simon's um, uh, stuff. So if you're a fan of the Wire and like that, I mean, it, mm. a lot of it is based around um, time. He genuinely, well, most people know. Yeah, this, he was a reporter, was son, and he was a reporter on the beat. So, and supposedly the thing there was they used to say for a murder or something like that. If you didn't solve it within like the first two or three days, you know, if you didn't have forget it in the first two or three days, it was it probably wasn't going to get solved. Yeah. Um, you know, because that physical evidence, once it's gone, you know, if you haven't picked up on it or whatever. Oh, what you mean if you haven't found a body or if you haven't found the... Yeah, or some 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 compelling clue. Some if Quite easy to get away with murder then. Yeah, um, alarmingly so. Um, I mean, obviously with forensic um, forensics now, then it's then it's a bit different. But nonetheless, if you know... Yeah. But again, forensics, if you, if, you know, you'd be there, you get the evidence, you know, fairly quickly. I mean, I know that obviously with cold cases, they can go back and review site evidence mm. years afterwards with DNA testing and stuff like that. But anyway, so that was I remember them saying. And um but yeah, so I think um I think what well, you know if you if you've got something that's 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 not been closed and there's no other angles, it, it's not unknown as I understand where people will obviously they're, they're not necessarily thinking it's a definite lead, but it's like well what else you know, we've run so out of, run out of things to try. Let's give this a go. And it sometimes works, yeah? But there, there is so because how would you explain that being an arch skeptic? Oh, because well, because it might it might trigger some I don't know. Well, but I mean, okay, trying, but, yeah, but no, presumably the person brought in isn't connected to it. So how would you? And they go, oh, I reckon it's in the woods, and then they find body in the woods. So how would you? I don't. Do you think that psychics are murdering people in order to drum up business? Well, the more more over that side, the more they've got to talk to, isn't it? Mm. I mean, may, 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 maybe 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 they are just... <laughs> got got fresh in the pot. Do you know what I mean? It's got a bit lonely and wanted different yeah, people. These lot are boring. Do. Yeah, exactly. Get some fresh blood in there, literally. Um, I don't know. Spooky, isn't it? No, I mean, well, I, I I I don't. I can't ever think of a case where I've seen where it's been. I've heard of people going what, on your on your crime reporting beat. <laughs> I don't know. What I'm saying is, I've heard of people going when they get desperate to look for mediums and stuff like that to try and help. Because mm. every so often you'll get a medium will claim they were involved in some crime, you know, help solve some crime or something like that. Yeah. And you'll always find that tangential to the case. Right. But from what I, from what I, I've never come across one where it's, uh, I've never, well, I don't know, I've looked that hard, but I don't think there's ever been a <laughs> case where some, well, or so, yeah. No, <laughs> it's one of those things you've probably read a couple of things around. It's a bit like, cause yeah. I mean, the other one, it's slightly, or it's completely different, but it's it's mildly comparable with. Um, there was an article around, um, there's a lot of debate around the merits of behavioural psychology for yeah. cases and things like that. So, you know, you go all the way from like Cracker and things like this, where they pretend that they're practically superhuman and can break yeah. our people to the degree that people on the other side of the spectrum think it's more or less 
worthless and charlatanism. Um, but there's, uh, it's probably somewhere in the middle of the spectrum. But I mean, obviously, it's, it's based on scientific principles. But you know, the well, it's, deba- yeah, it's, it's a debatable utility, and there have been cases. The problem with a lot been... of the um, problem with a lot of the mind yeah. sciences, as I like to call them, is um, what they call it, like the the filing problem, uh, where basically. So, like, 100 people will do the same experiment, mm. right, but independently without knowing the other one's doing, and then yeah. 99 of them will come up with fuck-all results. So they'll go, right, well, we'll just chuck that in the filing cabinet, right, won't publish it. But then one person will get results and they'll publish it. And then so, therefore, that is – that people go, okay, well, there's something to that. But 99 people who already did it didn't publish the yeah, results you because it, you can't, it's it was not capable yeah. to do it in a repeatable way because you're talking about like. But yeah. that's a problem a lot with kind of um, psycho- psychology, yeah, and that kind of stuff. That um, that yeah, like a lot of stuff's done, and then just kind of people go, all right, well, there's nothing to this, and then put it away. But then the one person who gets an anomalous result will publish it, and then people go, oh, right, well, that's how it works. Yeah, could be, could be. Um, so I've forgotten what anyway, we went into on that, but uh, yeah. So, so, so we don't probably murdering themselves, but yeah, probably murdering, murdering people. people. Yeah. Okay. Good. Fair That's enough. the conclusion. That's the conclusion we come to. Um, so let's let's dive into the article then. Um, it's a bit of a yeah, a nasty one really. So the brutal murder of Teresita Bassa went unsolved for years. From the day she was killed in 1977, Chicago area police was... St- so this is an interesting. This is one that, yeah, it was like a cold case by the sounds of it. Mm. So Chicago area police were stumped by the crime that seemed to have no motive, no leads, and no chance of being solved. But five months after her murder, an unlikely ally came forward, claiming to have information about the young Filipina immigrant's death. And their information right. proved correct and valuable. Alan Showery, a co-worker of Bass's, was ultimately tried and convicted for the crime. Oh. On the surface, the murder of Teresita Bassa was largely unremarkable, although no less tragic for her friends and family. I think it is kind of remarkable. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah. But what made this story remarkable was how Bass's husband and the family friend came to find out about Showery's guilt. So, right. So, uh, so the person who came forward was the family friend, presumably. A co-worker, I believe it was, actually. Well, no, the co-worker was the one who did it. No, there was two... Co- two right, co-workers. We'll, we'll get into this, but basically there okay. were two co-workers. Well, um, so one came forward, one... Let's, we've got to build right. up the story a little bit here, Chris. All right. We're, we're going to... Uh, you, know that I'm, you know I'm hungry for hungry, narrative. You want to get straight into the pudding, don't mm. you? You've got to have... Hot you know, steam in plate of narrative. You want to have your, your veg... And then, we, oh, you know, we uh, eat first. Uh, I don't like Carbs, it. Then you can have uh, your, your meat and your treat. Get the, get the veg out of the way first, and then yeah. you can enjoy your carbs and your meat. That's then the way I choose to eat food. I've spent a lot of time putting together this article that we're going to read out on the podcast. So Yeah, I suppose know, we, should, treat, we should give it some respect. respect that it's due, yeah. I think it's because I've had too much snooze. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, my eyes are closing. I can't blink anymore. My eyes are now closing in a yeah. two-stage. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Chris, you're having a stroke, but right, I didn't yeah, want to mention it because it's kind of interrupting the podcast. But That's true. You I'll might be able right. to ring an ambulance. Yeah, fine. Just, if you can I'll just ring them after. I'll bring hold yourself them. together or, or, for the next not. 50 minutes. Or not. It'll be fine. And I'll be honest with you, if you do collapse, there'll be a less interruption when he's reading out this article. So. Yeah, it'd probably be good then for you, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. It almost feels like you've prayed for this. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I may have left a bit of strychnine round your flat. 
Oh yeah, but that's not that goes with the rest. Well, let's let's see whether everyone does that. I assume. Me in. Everyone does that. I assume it's custom. Yeah. Was <laughs> committed murder on the podcast and confessed. Teresita <laughs> uh, about his humble beginnings and brutal murder. Mm. Born in 29 in the Philippines, she came to the United States in the 60s in the hopes of earning a better life. The swing in 60s. <laughs> were they swinging that initially in the in the US? I imagine they were, but I suppose the 50s were Woodstock and that, wasn't it? Yeah, that swinging. was called Towards the End, wasn't it, though? Toward, yeah, but it was kind of Towards the End. Barnaby Street and stuff. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, so... Um, yeah, initially coming to the States to study music, she ultimately became a respiratory therapist where she worked at Edgewater Hospital. The facility that was located just outside of Chicago, Illinois, once boasted Frank Sinatra as a patient and was the birthplace of serial killer John Wayne Gacy and Hillary Rodham Clinton. Oh. There's, there's, there's a bit of background detail for you, which nice. you could argue is mildly unnecessary. So, so, you got the, you, so you got, you, so in order of evil... You've got whoever that woman was who I don't know. Then you've got the, the clown. John Wayne Gacy in there, obviously top in the middle. Back in order. Top of the middle. Yeah, Frank, Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, obviously. Sinatra, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Blood on that. That, that would be a hell of a dinner party, wouldn't it? Hillary Clinton, Frank Sinatra, and John Wayne Oh, was it Gacy? Hillary Clinton? Hillary yes. Clinton. Hillary Rodham I mean, Clinton. They used so why hasn't, why haven't the, um, oh, maybe they will. Maybe they'll pick up on that. Why haven't the uh, right wing nut jobs in America picked up on the fact? that Hillary Clinton and John Wayne Gacy were born in the same hospital, considering they believe in, like, the devil and that. I probably have, let's be honest. I'm, I would There's probably someone out there with a shotgun right now harassing an innocent piece of shot. <laughs> driving into Washington. Yeah. Gacy? <laughs> Hillary Clinton and Gacy were brother and sister. Yeah. Swapped at birth. Um, at least Frank Sinatra looking on, moodily. Well, Frank Sinatra was on his swapped hat. Him. He swapped them round. Swinging at you. Yeah, he's already swapped them He swapped them rounds and gave Gacy a, a teddy bear just of to a make clown. the pack laugh. <laughs> yeah. That's how we prank him in Illinois. That's it. I need another two fingers of rat. Yeah. It's just what you did. Just what you did in her face. Yeah. Um, Teresita Bassett had a quite an unassuming life. She was pursuing a master's degree in music. And would frequently give out complimentary piano lessons to neighbourhood children. That's nice. It seems like a really nice person, actually. Because mm. this is the thing is that allegedly that the um, well, with the, the person that she got murdered by, she, she'd been effectively helping them out because they were a bit skint and sort of like let them do odd jobs around the house for a bit of money. Even though it doesn't appear that she was like you know massively earning well, a lot herself. No, she was just, so you know, just a generous, nice person. Yeah, just a nice person. Good human being. Yeah. Can't afford so, to be that these days now. No. She enjoyed a relatively sedate life with her husband, Joe, when she wasn't working or studying for a master's degree. So then in, on February 21st, 1977, Ruth Leo phoned Teresita. They chatted for about 30 minutes. They would later testify that Teresita was expecting a friend to come over but didn't give any further details about who he was or the purpose of their visit. Mm. An hour after they last spoke, the fire department was called to Teresita's apartment after neighbours complained of smelling smoke in the area. Firefighters ultimately discovered Teresita Bassett naked and buried under the mattress with a knife protruding from her chest. 
Investigators ultimately determined, despite initial appearances, she wasn't a victim of sexual assault. There was no physical evidence to lead police to a potential murderer. So she'd been stabbed yeah, and, then and then kind of set shoved fire under to her shoved under a mattress. Oh, he set fire to her, not the flat. I think I think he probably tried to do both, but it doesn't say. It's not terribly clear, but um, mm. anyway. Teresi DeBass's voice calls out from beyond. So for five months, police had no leads and no idea who could possibly want Teresi DeBass. What I will say... Would, this is shit police. Based on... Yeah, based on... Based I mean, on what they've to... said already, I've got a couple of suspects. Go on, then. Let's... Well, no, so there's the bloke... Well, I assume you haven't read ahead. No, I haven't. On a mode, yeah. No, well, there's the bloke who comes round because he's on his uppers and she helps out. Right, I haven't that... uncovered any of that yet, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, they have... Well, how haven't they uncovered that in... Because presumably well, no, all a husband they know is that a friend was coming round. They don't know, don't know any so of was... that detail. So a husband doesn't know I've told guy... you that, well, Her husband doesn't know this guy not. came round. Presumably not, because um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, don't know where her husband was. Um, and then, but yeah, well, I mean, that suspect. Considering how closely related the mm. the the, um, the person who, who who got arrested for the murder was eventually, um, yeah, it doesn't, you know, surprising that they couldn't winkle it out without ghosts. But there you go. Yeah. Well, I fortunately. Mean, Fortunately, the late seventies were like America was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? Sixties, wasn't it? But um, well, no, late seventies was like New York. Oh, and sorry, no, no, you should come over in this. Yes, it's, oh no, it's seventy-seven. Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of poverty around, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, there always is, but there I mean, it, it was it areas, was particularly bad in in the late seventies to early eighties, I believe. Yeah, certain parts. I mean, well, Chicago's a funny one because you know, obviously. A beautiful city and all the rest of it, but mm. I know Illinois. There's quite a lot of um, poverty in certain certain areas of you know. Yeah, there is outside of Chicago, Chicago still yeah. got lots lots of poverty. Yeah, because you've got a lot Absolutely of rural communities not. in Illinois as well, as I understand. Um, well, and you know, really know, but I don't but, like. Maybe I'm casting aspersions, but um, the police then and probably now still would put more elbow grease into some murders than others. It's only possible, but yeah, we don't. We Based don't know. on certain characteristics. Anyway, look, they had no leads and they had no, I don't know what you can be referring to, Chris, had no leads and no, <laughs> and no idea who could possibly want her dead. And after six months after she was murdered, the Washington Post reported that Dr. Jose C. Chua Jr., who was a co worker of Bass's, claimed his wife, Remebus, or Remebius, was having visions. Remebius? What, the, the, the god of the moon? <laughs> I think I'm not probably pronouncing this completely incorrectly, so apologies to uh, your Philippine audience. Um, but Remebius? Yeah, that's... Tonight we dance for Remebius. That's the name. Yeah. Because the husband seems to understand Tagalog as well, but Jose sounds more Spanish to me, but I don't know. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of... Um, Philippines was ruled by Spain for about 150 years, and so, yeah, there's, so a lot of, a... there's a lot of um, Spanish influences there, and... And that kind of stuff. That's why it's a massive Catholic country. And then America took it over for a while, and then I think it got independence early in the like, 1930s or something. So, yeah. So, however, six months after she was murdered, the um, Washington Post, the um, co-worker of her um, wife, was having visions about her murder. Doctor, I would like to ask you for help. The man who murdered me is still at large, Dr. Chua claimed his wife said while she was in a trance. Hmm. When he, when he what, are you up to, what are you up to, love? I'm in a trance. 
All right, let me know so when it's done. There's some bits missing from this. Let me just check on one of the other articles. So, oh yes, the couple were also Filipino natives. So I'm now switching over to um, the Esquire Filipino version. Mm. Um, it's no Tatler, though, is it? It's no Tatler, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so this actually gives us a bit more. Um, a bit more information. So, yeah, she went, she went to the hospital as usual. She'd had the phone call with her friend, Ruth Lear. Um, and then during the investigation, clearly she had no no enemies, was intelligent and unassuming, lived a quiet life. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, but, yeah, then the lead detective of the case, Joseph Stachula, received a phone call on the case um, that would unravel the mystery altogether. It was from Jose Chua, a doctor who also worked at Edgewater. So he worked at Edgewater, and I think his wife does as well, and she's mm. she's in the respiratory... She's a respiratory nurse as well, I believe, as was this um, Alan Sherry yeah. fellow. So he told the detective his wife was having visions. Oh, he called, they call her Re- Remy here. Anyway, um, obviously that's a, a short version. He was having visions about Bass's murder, and if that's not bone-chilling enough, he added that Remy would go into a trance-like state and Bass's spirit would speak through her. Um, and I've read another one of these because it was it's speaking in Tagalog as well. So apparently his wife was familiar with the language but d- yeah. didn't, didn't speak it very often because she's living in America now. So, Doctor, I would like to ask you your help. The man who murdered me is still at large. I am Teresita Bassa. So they're Filipinos who migrate to America and they claim they denied, uh, delayed talking to the police for fear of looking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They didn't think anyone would believe their story. But when her visits wouldn't stop coming, they decided to tip off the police especially after the deceased gave them a name, Alan Showery. Alan? Showery. Showery? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of unusual names in this, this article. He sounds a bit wet. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, he's literally yeah, like shower. Really. Um, and the thing is, there was, a, there was only the only clue that they actually had, there was a note that read, get theatre tickets for AS. But they didn't know who the initials were for when they moved around. They so, thought it was Alexi, Alexi Sale. It probably was, to be fair. Yeah. Yep. Come in and have one of his rants. <laughs> rants, yep. Back like, Dr. Martins. Yep. Like in the uh, the young ones, who anyone seen those? Um, so he was an orderly who worked at the same hospital. Which is everyone who's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're in your 40s and live in the UK. 50s, the I'd say. Well, I saw the young ones growing up. Not, not in my 50s yet. Yeah, but reruns. They came out in, like, 1981. Well, maybe it was reruns then, fair enough. I thought it was like 84 or something like that. No. Hmm. To look that up. Um, Shari was an orderly who worked at the same hospital. Anyway, during one of Bass's alleged possessions of Remy's body, she told that Shari came over the night of her murder to fix her broken TV. But what was initially a friendly visit took a turn for the worse when Shari decided to steal an expensive pearl ring from France, passed down from the victim's mother. Hmm. The ghost even gave him the phone numbers of those who could help identify the jewellery. This is a helpful ghost. It's very helpful. It's got you know, got the it's numbers a good investigatory and everything. Ghost, yes, yeah, yeah. giving you all the facts. Done the done the boot work. It's going to become like a, you know, ghost detective. No, ghost it's detective to solve other murders of other people. Nurse but ghost detective, lead, but um, but with a Filipino ghost lady, and far more violent. You get Lucy Lou in it or something, couldn't you? I know, I know she's not from the Philippines, but. You know, they're not too sensitive <laughs> not about this care, are they? Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm not either, apparently. But uh, Nope. I can't, well, so must, this, this thing is... Off the top of your head, can you name a famous Filipino actor? And I'm not trying to be... I just 
I can't. That's my ignorance. But uh, not off the top of my head, no. No. Anyway, okay. Well, that's that's something for me to go and have a look at. Um. So, I'm trying to drag me down with you. Yeah. <laughs> As bizarre and illogical as the situation seems, the investigators thought there'd be no harm in following up the story. Fair enough. You know, again, I think this is this is what will happen sometimes when people like, you know, some medium rings up claiming to have some evidence. Well, you know, yeah, check it out. Who knows? We need to go get donuts anyway. Yeah. Perhaps they had a gut. They had a gut feeling. At the suspect's home, they found a girlfriend, <laughs> Yanka. Kamala. I had a hunch that this this yeah. ghost tip may well be maybe what we need to break this case wide open. <laughs> and then a breakthrough. Not only did they see the stolen jewellery in Yanka's possession, but they also confirm it with Bass's cousin. Just because of, I mean, this is the one thing here. So I presumably, sit, round, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sit on the evidence. Well, it, it, this is where it gets a little bit. I mean, it probably is just down to absolute. I mean, how sociopathic would you have to be? Where first off, you like there's this someone who's been helping you out, like giving yeah, your job, steal something. Like that. You see a bit of. You know, so I, can like, under, so I understand that to an extent. It's not something I would do, but people get very desperate, right? If you so, if you sold it because you really need the money, yeah. But if you just sit on it, birthday present or something. I thought he gave it as a present. I mean, like we've all had that thing where it's Christmas Eve. Do you know what I mean? And it's like yeah. you know, what, what do I get the petrol station to buy? Yeah. I haven't ended From, up you know gunning down the petrol station attendant. <laughs> well, that's because we have gun controls. Yeah, that's true. Otherwise, if yeah, we, we did. Um, that, yeah, true. you would have done yeah. it. Here you go, Mum. I've got you 40,000 40, gallons of premium unleaded. <laughs> it's out of the back. You won't have to go to the pet, petty station all year. I mean, no, that's like, you know, someone's doing you a favour and then it's just like, oh, yeah. That's... No, I mean, it's not like. If I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, if it's life or death, then you could then you could potentially steal off someone else. There are degrees, but you'd have if to it's be sim- extremely cold hearted to. Yeah, but stop. I mean, yeah, no, you wouldn't murder them. You know. Give it to your girlfriend and then hope nobody sees. No. Or wife, or whatever. But anyway. No, that's. So, so they yeah. found the jewelry in his wife's session. He, so he's backed into a corner and no way to account. Five evidence against him. He, he gave in and, um, and, and, and signed a confession. Stop. Yeah. Um, he only got 14 years in prison. I mean, it gets a bit. It's hard to say with absolute certainty that it was really Teresa Bassa who brought herself to justice. After all, there are other theories that could refute the involvement of the supernatural. Did she really come back from the dead? Or did her friends and family coordinate to solve the murder? And if they did, why would they do so pretending to be Bassa's ghost instead of going to the cops directly with their knowledge? Unless it was a spirit all along. Only the dead know the real answer. Unfortunately, this case is another mystery that will remain unsolved. So there's some other bits and some other problems we've come to at the moment, but this is the thing. So... Because you do kind of think, well, okay, it could be another situation like the ghost of Greenborough, where the mother probably just, you know, made it she all up in order to yeah. sort of like she knew damn well it was the husband, and she just yeah. relied on sort of superstitious villagers to stitch him up for her. Um, but yeah, you kind of think, well, but but that doesn't, doesn't make a lot. So of sense I think, would... well, they might well have known that this guy had. She'd been helping this guy out, right? Had some and, suspicions, and then well, like, and he well, was a bit sketchy, but yeah. she wouldn't hear it. She was like, "Oh no, he's all right." No, and they're like, "No, this guy's a bit of a fucking wrong." And and then she ends up murdered, and then so they tip him off to the police because they're like, "Well, it's got to be him." 
I think that might yeah. be. Yeah, I mean that's that one thing, and they could have. Yeah, so I mean, you know. but, but if you'd just gone to the police and said, "I reckon it's this person," maybe they would have gone. Then they yeah, would have listened. Yeah, yeah. and then they, so you go in with something and say, "Well, look, I know this sounds crazy, but and they go, well, well yeah, check it out." <laughs> hey, we're the Chicago Police. We name not do karate, but we do crazy. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna go on that badge. Well, look as well because there's, there's another article where they kind of have a slightly different slide. So I think that's probably it, isn't it? Well, no, that, see, there's there's that one because if she's working with it, you know, she's working with this woman as well. She would have talked about this person who she was helping. Well, see, here's stuff. the thing, though, the, and the she would have pro- been like the other one probably would have been like, well, be careful because well, that's that's one that's one theory. But the plot mm. thickens. So the thing is, he did. So the, the plot thickens even further. Yeah. So wow. although it's not in all of the articles, I'm trying to find the one there where it is. So the first thing to say is, because I've read a few of these articles, um, his initial trial it was a mistrial because the jury couldn't agree. Mm. So so initially he signed a confession, but then he said that he'd. Been, this is why I prefer the judge dread protocol. Yeah. Yeah. Just all that mess. No, 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 no jury, judge, jury, executioner. Yeah. Um, to get it all get it all done in an efficient. Um, Perfect. Um, then you can it. use. But then you can, you know, use the courts for things like bound, like border disputes, yeah. not between the countries, but you know, put yeah. your fences up, that kind yeah. of thing. Small claims. Yeah. You know, important but stuff should be useful. Um, yeah. yeah. So he he he'd gone along and he, but he said that um, the investigators kind of sort of um, lent on him to put the murder and said they're going to implement his, you know, or, or um, you know. They would, uh, uh, what's the word? Say his wife was an accomplice or yeah, something. Yeah, say his wife was an accomplice. I forget, I forget the word I'm reaching for. But they strong-armed him. That's the weird thing. Yeah. So, um, so they're not allowed to do this in the UK, I don't believe. But in America, when, and I think this is, I think this is really bad, right? Um, when you're interviewing someone, a suspect, you're allowed to just lie to them. You're allowed to like you. You can completely lie. It's legal. You can say, "Well, we've got evidence. It was you." Oh and yeah, yeah. You, yeah. But like that, you're allowed to do that, and then that massively railroads. Oh, you people. were allowed to make. You were allowed to pretend you've got evidence. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can just lie. You can say whatever you want, which is fucking nuts. You can just say whatever you want to try and break the person. You completely lie. Yeah, so you can say, uh, we, you can say well, we've got video of you coming out of the house or whatever, and the person will be, well, I don't know how you got that. I said, well, it's there, and a jury will see it, and they're gonna they're gonna fucking give you the chair. So how about you just take a plea? Yeah, yeah, well, it's nuts, isn't it? Well, because this is the thing that happened for him. So actually, I think it's on. That on doesn't the... feel like justice. <laughs> well, no, that, I mean that's 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 where you sort of you're making up evidence that doesn't exist. Which, yeah, so well, you're, but you're putting someone in. An impossible position, because and then you're claiming that they admitted to something, but you've put them in a position of, well, it's either death or we can maybe get you like just some years in prison. But like any any jury's going to convict you, right? And you know, so there was a famous case. Um, I forget the chap's name, Colin Stagg. Um, but he, so he was he was kind of like lured into making a confession by like a honey trap or something. Mm. Um, so as a female police officer, I wish I'd been honey trapped. Or Rachel Nichols' case, but um, probably so. But uh, anyway, yeah, they, he was like, but they basically just found that you know this lonely geezer and um, yeah, got a female WPC to um, start up a relationship with him and get him to you know 
but they basically found later on he was he was being very strongly um you know uh, what's the word uh, given, given the, the, the coerced. To, to incriminate himself yeah coerced that's um so was that since, in this country though that was in this country yeah that but that's the thing you're not allowed, the, you're not allowed to do that well yeah he's got thrown out eventually but yeah. um but it's fine it's fine he wasn't actually States. convicted it was i think i think he actually went to prison for a while I think it only came out. Uh, 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 um, well, there was that whole thing where, um, again, it's not massively legal. You know, basically, whether police in this country started using the tactics like the FBI used to use, where they would insert people into what they considered radical organisations, and then, and then basically try and get them to commit violent acts when they weren't actually planning yeah, on yeah, doing anything like that. And then they right, started doing that. Uh, yeah. yeah, but they started doing that in this country, in, like, stuff like fucking Greenpeace protesters and, like, fucking, like, <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, so, um, I mean, there's been, an, it's become quite notorious, hasn't it? Because there's, um, yeah. there's a guy who had, like, had relationships with for decades. Stuff, yeah. yeah. No, it's come out, it's been very shocking. The, um, yeah, there's been some horrific stories of, you know, uh, yeah, you know, um, complete abuse, abuses of undercover police, just, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Not, well, not that's, of course, to that happening in America was was um, how Tupac's mum, Afani Shakur, got... She was in the Black Panthers when the FBI did that to them and then took them to court, like, saying, oh, well, you were going to, like, blow up something. Yeah, yeah. And then she got up and, like, basically just took the whole case apart herself represented herself and it got booted and then they had to change the laws around it and even the guy who had done it the undercover guy was pretty much sort of crying with shame at the end of it yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah she's a very impressive woman but it's, like it's happened in this country sorry that's why i said woman a very impressive person yeah yeah i know what you mean um but yeah so, so there is a little bit of this because you know he so he was you know he was told they could incriminate his um it was his other half. I don't know whether it's his wife or his, his girlfriend. I mean, she's his partner, actually, his pregnant partner. Um, so he'd initially denied killing her. They they kind of said, well, you know, you know, you're welcome incriminated. Or potentially, this is what the, what we're saying on the story here. Handling of stolen goods. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the jewellery's there. So there's, there is, you know, mm. there, there's some pretty compelling evidence. Bang to rights. Um, but then, yeah, yeah. Then, then basically, there was a mistrial because they couldn't agree on, and uh, he was advised by his lawyers to to plead guilty. You know, don't out, don't yeah. try and do it, do it, do it again. He'll... So he got fourteen years. He was out in five. So pretty five years such a brutal for murder. murder. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah for parole. But so for such a horribly brutal murder, I mean, he, he walked. So much worth it. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know how good how, how nice that pearl was, but you know. Yeah, I know, but you know, you got to like get it. a roof and three squares. Five if you're years already and down on your luck. And also, you make some contacts. And from what I understand, prison is like a holiday camp anyway. But there's something I was going to try and get, you, get as well. you can get on the spice. That's true. Get on the, yeah. get on the spice, do some That's drugs, nice, work out, come out in the best shape of your life. Yeah, good for you. you can get yourself into a nice Hollywood movie or something. You... That's it, because you're real. Yeah. Get some tattoos. Maybe join a gang. Oh. Hmm. Finally, someone's got my back. So I'm just trying to because there was another article on here, and I can't I can't find it now. But anyway, basically, that had said 
Um, so there, there, there is a there is a potential twist at the end where. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah. So this is from Mamma Mia. Um, That's a w- so weird, the the weird thing they weird thing they put on the musicals website. Yeah, I don't we're know. trying to we're trying to branch out. We're not no, getting the traffic we used to when the film came out. www.mamamia.com.au. <laughs> so from Australia, I guess. So it's got so tickets for ticket ticket. It's got like it's a really right, weird uh, sequel where um yeah <laughs> you tick you tick on the menu and it's got tickets for ABBA, yeah. uh, tickets for the West End, Murder Tales. Yeah. <laughs> the third one was really weird. Yeah, that James Bond guy was singing about a murder from me on the grave. <laughs> so that's very odd. But yeah, so um. Did they really send Beyond the Grave? Did they work together? Um, so Remy Chua, who was the one who was having the visions, and Shari right. worked together. So Chua may have found something incriminating about him through the hospital. But it's also possible that Chua had a grudge against Shari, as it's been reported that he'd made complaints about the quality of her work. Right. And it just so turns out she got fired the day before she started having her visions. Oh, Okay. So according to Mysterious Chicago, Shari's lawyers tried suggesting in court that she was the real killer, that she'd sold Shari the jewellery, which explained why Kalmuk had it. Oh, there you go. I'll explain that then. And then came up with a possession idea after losing her job at the hospital. Okay. The lead detective, though, says she was never truly considered a suspect. I mean, would, would he not have mentioned any of this? Well, no, his lawyers did. Well, yeah, okay, so he didn't come out under him. Under the confession, did it? Like, he wouldn't have said, how, how did you get that ring? That person sold it to me. Well, I suppose it's, um, if he was being lean on, lean on for a confession, but yeah, you think he would have come out with that first. Yeah, the person who is the only witness who's claiming a ghost is talking to him uh, actually sold me this ring yesterday, so maybe you want to take a little bit of a closer look at this. Well, he might not have known that at the time. And uh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but how did you get hold of that? Yeah, it was sold to me by such and such a person. You think you would have come out of that? I mean, who knows? But, um, Wait, but how would you be able to connect those dots now? They're not superhuman. Yeah. Didn't no. have AI then, did they? So. Well, no, that would have predicted, wouldn't it? <laughs> did you hear about there was, a, <clears throat> there was a court case in the UK recently, like last week, and... Um, it was, uh, like, you can tell what kind of person this was, right? Because it was this uh, woman trying to argue that she shouldn't pay capital gains tax on something. Uh, right? And, and she quite went right, in. So we'll yeah, quite right. three times. <laughs> um, and so she... on a paper and a did once. Why should I pay tax again? Yeah, I, bought, I paid VAT on this bottle of... Bollinger, I bought, and mm. I'm not, you know, now you want me to pay capital gains tax on the shares. How much which do you want to trickle down? <laughs> You're like a regular Alan Shari just stabbing me up for my pills, <laughs> aren't you? You poor people. <laughs> anyway, sorry, what's your name? And so her and her lawyers went in with uh, with some with three precedent case cases. Mm-hmm. Right, and went to a judge, well, like, here are three precedents which prove that I don't. <laughs> and then the judge, the judge took it away and went to look and said, none of these exist. And basically they had... Tapped into an AI. They had gone into ChatGPT and said, find some case law for blah, 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 blah. And it had just, it had just shut it out. It just made it up. There was no yeah. real case law. So, um, I yeah, mean, little, I don't... Warning for you there. 
Well, this is a thing, but this is like with any anything like it's that. It's a fucking search engine. Well, yeah, no, no, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with using... It's a bit like when people go, oh, you can't trust Wikipedia. It's fine as an initial source. The point is yeah, you always cross-reference. No, no, yeah. the point is you always cross-reference with real, with real sources afterwards. Um, so there's no, I don't think there's anything wrong with them using AI to hunt down precedents. The fact that they didn't bother to then look them yeah. up and actually check them. Typical of the bourgeois classes now. Fuck's sake. Typical. Yeah. I'll tell you, um, the thing... So the problem... A little bit with AI terrible for me. Terrible lawyers as well, to be fair. Terrible lawyers, yeah. I bet they you fucking get a money charge a lot as well. Trousering thousands of an hour. Anyway. So the thing is, like, when you search for something on Google, right, you go, you know, I've got a lump or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you're looking at, right? Yeah. Then it will come up. Shape and penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is this normal? Yeah. It's, should I have a third test? Whatever yeah. it is. Whatever, yeah. whatever you're looking at. Just off the top of my head, right? You know, our night, our night terrors every night normal. So you, um, so you, but then it'll bring up a load of results. But you can see where the results are from, can't you? So you can see, right, well, this one's from Infowars. Maybe I'll disregard it. <laughs> this one's from The Guardian. Maybe it's a bit of a better source, right? Whatever. You can see the sources. Oh, I see you, them. I see them. <laughs> my bias is. <laughs> This one's on the British Medical Council. Yeah. Whatever. This one's from Alan Bax um, Jones. Perfectly equivalent. <laughs> this one's from David Icke. Got to balance them out. But you can see what the the source is. And even yeah, if yeah. you and sometimes you go, well, okay, but who is this person? And you can you can look up what that website yeah. is and you go, oh right, it's owned by RT. Maybe oh, it's, a, it's a nutcase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Um oh look, they're David Duke aligned. Yeah, but I'll disregard yeah. them immediately. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, with the AI thing, where you do the search, like you don't know where the sources are coming from. No. So it, so I think like people go, well, it's just like a search. Don't worry about it. It's like a search thing. And you're like, yeah, but with searching, you you choose out of the sources that you're looking I at. Can, I've not really used it that much, but I can. I, I have no problem with people using any of these kind of shortcuts. But the whole point is, is you always go and check these things yourself as well. Yeah, so that's but it, becoming a professional is. But it's replaced humans now. Okay, isn't it? Don't particularly like humans. Few less of them, thank you. You like you like AI, few so more bots, you? Few, yeah. All right, fair enough. That lovely movie by um, what's his face, Steven Spielberg. Robot um, was the really nice one, wasn't it? No AI. It was literally called AI. Was it? I've not yeah. seen it. Obviously, yeah, Joel Haley Osmond and um, we've talked about this before. Had uh, what's his face? Uh, oh God, I can remember. I'm a really bad day from memory today. Um, uh, who was the guy who was in like New Pope? Jude Law, sorry. Don't want right. to be so long to get to. Yeah, Jude Law oh, plays a sex, sex robot. Awesome. In it. Yeah, he's a sex robot, isn't it? Yeah. My okay. friends, Joel Hales, and they go on adventures around the country. And then. Banging all the way, are they? It's a, well, it's it's a bit of a. It's a really <laughs> weird kind of thing to give him that appellation. Well, they couldn't just make him like a, you know, British other than butler a robot. robot. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, they had to Perfect. make him a sex bot, I've got no idea. But anyway, they did, so. Well, that's just where Spielberg's mind was at at the yeah. time. Yeah, how, long, how long am I going to have to wait? He, he thought to himself. Maybe cute teddy bear thing. I seem to remember now as well. It's not a great film, frankly. I've not. Yeah. Well, I won't. I won't ever see it. Bother. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Wouldn't bother. But um, yeah. So you know, just um, just be, you know, don't don't use it. Don't use it in a court case. Would be my my thing. Well, no. Just like I say, check out those sources. You know, I can't be bothered. <laughs> exactly. It's a... uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, you're another. Came up with these fictional precedents. Anyway, so 
You'll have to send me the details of that because uh, that's quite funny. Um, yeah, so that, I mean that's pretty much it to be honest with you. So you've got you've got three theories, I guess. Um, women from beyond suicide, her own murder. Um, oh yeah, that's what nobody realised it was suicide and and mm. uh, spontaneous combustion. No, actually, <laughs> she she spontaneously combusted whilst chopping yeah. up some onions. Yeah, and she was having a lie down because of all the crying of the onions. Under the blanket because yeah. it was daytime. So Ended up stabbing herself in the chest and then because of spontaneous combustion, she set fire to the mattress. Yeah, so that's she, number one. She paid for fixing the TV in pearls, as anyone would. Then he panicked because well, he thought that's too much. He knew it was too much at the time and he was taking advantage. And then because yeah. of his guilt, he ended up confessing and then doing 14 years. Well, five. <laughs> or five on parole. Yeah. <laughs> He's fairly well behaved. It's not like he did a real crime like being on a march or something, isn't it? You know I mean? <laughs> or shoplifted. Or, or yeah. smoking a joint. Yeah. It didn't, you know, didn't do something yeah. terrible like that. Or like being late with his um, council tax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah so... Um, so he, you know, oh, five years. Well, yeah. Well, he got fourteen, which is you know not that. Yeah, but he served five. five. Yeah, he only served five. Weren't pro- well, I, you, like, you, say what you will about yeah, him. He's been heard of since, can, so maybe it worked. You can complain, but you know he was really useful around the laundry. So well, he's not recidivist by all, by all accounts because I've never heard of him since. So well, unless he go. just got unless he just learned his lesson. Yeah, got better at it. Next time you you sell the pearls and. Uh, yeah. Next, and he's just walking just along. Give the old lady cash. Walking along Chicago, wearing like a suit made of pearls, <laughs> <laughs> like a pearly king, like a pearly king, but with pearls rather than buttons. Yeah, yeah. but doing a Cockney walk anyway. No, even look it up with the main like, search engine or ask Jack White about this. This is a <laughs> East End tradition. <laughs> I ain't stolen these pearls. Um, right. So, yeah. so, so, yeah, okay, so four four possibilities. Commit suicides and, yep. and spontaneously combusted. Yep. Solved, uh, came back from the grave, solved her own murder. Yep. Friends at work basically made Suspected. it up to sort of solve what they've and didn't think that just going with the straight story to the place would get it through. Or they stitched up an innocent man. Mm. Probably most likely the third one on balance. I think most likely I think the third one on balance. The, 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 the fact that they found the jewels in his flat. And then, as you say, at first, yeah, the fact that he, why wouldn't he have mentioned that? Yeah, if he Third had sold it to him. So I, so I can't fit a cigarette paper between the first and the third. So the it's fact one that of those she was, they... you know, the fact that he complained about her at work and she'd been fired does, you know, but I think far more incriminating is the jewels being found in your on your, you know, on your wife's person. Yeah, so, I mean, physical evidence probably. and all that. Yeah, I mean, it muddies the water slightly, that part of it. But um, I don't know. Like, none of them seem like murderers to me. So I think I'm going to, I think probably the first. Suicide, yeah. Fair I think enough. so. I think it's suicide. Accidents happen, Chris. <laughs> well, most accidents happen she was in so the home, don't by they? Because you'd never, you know, because he hadn't fixed the TV properly. That's it. That bothered her. And uh, she decided to get a revenge from beyond the grave. Yeah, she probably slipped the pearl into his pocket. Yeah. On the way out, when I've had enough of his substandard handiwork, 
I'm so depressed by this. I'm going to take my own life, but I'm going to. He's going down with. I me. can't watch. My, I can't watch my, my programs. I mean, so. I'll be honest with you. Given the ridiculous licenses, you know, laws in this country, we'll probably be out in five years anyway on parole. So, do you know what? If I can't watch Cagney and Lacey, workmanship doesn't. If doesn't I can't watch Cag, if I can't watch Cagney and Lacey this Cagney evening, then I don't want to be here because yeah. you know it's, so, um, uh, it was uh, a, it was a, it was a two parter. Or so, apologies to any friends or relatives of, uh, of the lady. No, I think it's... Sweet. Yeah, no, um, we're being silly because, you know, it's sometimes you have, you have, to, laugh in the, you have uh, to laugh in the face of, of, uh, of horrific crimes. Uh, you don't have to. But, um, <laughs> it's probably ill-advised, to be honest with you. Don't have, have to, have to yeah. do a podcast there in that, but, you know... No, I mean, we do a lot of stuff we don't have to. But, you know, um, sometimes you make your own choices in life and sometimes they're ill-advised and that's, you know... And, but as of yet, they haven't bitten us on the ass. So, yeah. and it's been nearly three what years. So, go wrong? Teflon. So, all right, let's go to the scoring system, Neil. <laughs> Just lovely old apathy saves us again. Um, scoring <laughs> system. So, first one, spookiness. Yes. Yeah, this is. Um, I mean, uh, murder's horrific. Obviously, that's very spooky. Um, but. The, you know, getting justice from beyond the grave is kind of the opposite, really. It's kind of like, um, it's quite, you know, the idea that you'd be comforting. To... It's comforting, yeah, it's comforting, isn't it? You could, yeah, your last. Well, know. and also, there's obviously something beyond the grave, which is my great yeah. spookiness of all. That yeah. then be nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, being in limbo, or whatever. I don't know about that, but um, that'd be all right. So yeah, it's a fifty-fifty. I'm going to give it five. Don't you like tropical parties? Isn't Lim- Limbo's just like a beach party, isn't it? Where you eat like suckling pig and like dance. That's allowed, I believe. But they do limbo dancing, don't they? Oh, you do limbo dancing at you could yeah. do limbo dancing. Yeah, that's where you Is that not what limbo yeah, is? The little... Um no, the um or purgatory or whatever, or the Purgatory is a gay nightclub. That sounds yeah, all right. That's that'd be all right, yeah. That'd be all right. Um so speaking of... It's like a realm in between heaven and hell, isn't it, supposedly? I don't know if it's well, correlated with purgatory. I don't know if there's any biblical, biblical evidence of purgatory, but anyway, whatever. It was, I think it was... It mentioned um, in one of the... Um, it was cemented in one of the, uh, the, like, the Council of Tours, where they just, like, solidified oh, okay. everything. Yeah. Don't know where they got it from. Don't know why. Why. Don't know why. Might as well. Well, because, yeah. well, you know, it's a bit of a money spinner for the church, you know. Well, because people were going, yeah. Just pray but, and get you into heaven. But what about unbaptized babies? That's what people said. And then they went, well, well we we got to put... Let's, we got this? We, yeah, well, uh, ooh, that's difficult. Tell you what, outside of the box thinking, how about there's a little space that's not heaven or hell where the unbaptized souls go? Yeah, fine. That's where I'm going anyway. You're not. You'll be straight to heaven, mate, apart from all the stuff you've done. Yeah, apart from all the stuff. Yeah, but you're Catholic, so you'll just go, didn't mean yeah. it, on your exactly, deathbed, yeah. and you're fine. Bang, straight so up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old, the old back door. <laughs> yeah, they'll just uh, open didn't up the velvet rope. Oh, Mr. Herbert, good to see <laughs> you. Regret it now, I realise this is all true. Regret it on your deathbed, in you come. Don't mock the extremely... Wonderful Get handed a chalice of wine and start dancing to some techno music. Nice. So, uh, what score are you giving it? Uh, five. Yeah, five. Um, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I think being murdered in your own home is scary, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, about the most horrifying thing I could think of. Uh, I don't know. I've got quite dark thoughts. That's true, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, but, it's high uh, up there on the... All right, let, let's put it another way. It's very high up there on the, on the scale. Yeah, being well, just being murdered in general. But I, I, I think so. The problem, yeah, Home the problem well, I have feel safe, you know. But I never feel safe. That's why I yeah. sleep as far away from the front door as possible. Which, unfortunately, in my flat's the kitchen. But it does mean you have gas to... on as well, don't you? Well, that's how I'd help you get to sleep. Forgetfulness, which isn't getting any better because all the gas <laughs> is you keep giving yourself. Well, I've got a little camp bed set up in there, and it means if you know, it's it's easier if I need a drink during the night. Just. Sure. Reach up to the to the taps. Um, murdered in your own home. Uh, ghost detective four for me now. Um, believability. So uh, this all happens. Um, do I believe? So, so that's good believability, right? Yeah, it's going to be a high that's one. Good. It's going to be a high one. Do I believe it was solved from beyond the grave, or do I think it was very much like the Greenbrier ghost, where people have used it as a way in to be able to get the police to look at something they wouldn't do otherwise? I think that's probably the case. I don't think it was a ghost, but it all happened, so I'm giving it an eight. Yeah, similar logic. Um, eight for me as well, I think. Um, the only thing is, what's interesting here, with the Greenbrier ghost, I can see a compelling reason for the mother to come up with a story. Yeah, it was um, more, yeah. With this one, I do feel like they had alternative routes. And it's weird that they waited months before doing, before doing this. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's interesting with the whole... I mean, that's the only thing that gives also a little bit of credence to the they stitched yeah. the way up theory. Because they waited, it was, month, it was six months before they actually... And after she got fired, before they actually decided to... Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's what tipped them over the edge. And it's like, but then suspicions, it could, but now I really but then it could. Time. But then it could be that they were on that guy's back saying, look, we know you fucking did it, like, whatever, confess. Yeah. And then, so he started making complaints to get her sacked. Well, be, yeah. But we don't know, do we? Why they didn't go to the police earlier and why they did it like this, we don't know. But, yeah, it, you know, that feels like the most the most likely one. So, it's, but, yeah, believability an eight for me. Because, all, right. you know, all that happened, mm-hmm. obviously, not the ghost thing is less believable. Narrative premise, Neil. I think this is a pretty good one. There's, a, I think we talked about the problem before, there's a good film noir called something like, um, I can't remember, is it... it what do they call it when you were DOI, when you're dead on arrival? Or DOA, excuse me. Um, yeah, basically a guy walks into a police station and says, uh, oh, yeah, I want to solve I'm... a murder. Mine. Mine. <laughs> so you could do it from beyond the grave. So, yeah, it'd be like a mixture of Ghost Dad and, um, yeah. Randall and Hotkirk. Randall and Hotkirk deceased. I think, I think that'd, be, that'd be quite good. I, I definitely got some notes about making the um, the ghost more involved. But, yeah, I think she's got... There's, there's quite, you know, you've got quite a good um, character here in terms of the lady who's having the victim, but it seems like, you know, good person you want to avenge the death. I think I, I do like the whole thing about solving your own, a bit like with the Greenboro ghost, yeah, solving the, you know, from beyond mm. the grave and sort of supernatural justice, and that's all pretty good. You've got the potential twists on, you know, you, at the very least, you could have a red herring about whether he did it or not, you know, so there's, oh, there's potential for a twist at the end. So I think it's quite strong. I'm going to give it. Normally, the narrative premise is not so much, but there's a lot of meat on these bones. I'm going to give it a nine. Nine. I think there's a lot to it. Yeah, it's, do you know what? Like, it's it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting story. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I like, uh, I like the fact that there, there is question marks, isn't there? There's that twist at the end. Um, 
I don't, it's, I mean, it's kind of like a horrific homicide life on the street story, but then if a ghost came and yeah. and helped solve it. So I don't know. If you did it really gritty, like his really hard-bitten ghost. Well, you could <laughs> do it like... Um, cause this is the thing oh, isn't... Talk- um, oh, like what was... There was um, a TV, TV show or something. Not, not, I think it was something called Medium. But um, Ghost Watcher or something with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, I think that um, was like Ghost Writer, I think it was called. No, that's different. That, 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 that was a kid's children's TV thing. That was more like Ghost Writer yeah. and stuff, yeah. yeah. No, it taught you how to form your letters. Oh, was that yeah, the, the magic pen, yeah. I've only seen clips on YouTube or whatever. Um, I, Ghost Whisperer, that's what oh. it's called. So I think that might Never be... seen it. Neither have I, uh, despite Jennifer Love Hewitt being in it. Um, there but, was one about a thrill where she could wake the dead and get them to point out who their killers might be. Like a detective oh, that was thing. Silent Witness. No, no that's, um, that's I think that's a Linda Laplante or something. This but is anyway. by Alan Ball, the guy who does a lot of American stuff. The sort of his semi goth, right? Um, it's <laughs> right. men rambling about things I remember. Podcasts. So anyway, um, so yeah. I'm so I'm wondering if these shows are like that. Pushing so, Daisies, that's what it was called. Okay, so I'm going to watch. I'm uh, gonna not talk anymore, and I'm going to give it a seven. <laughs> uh, and reach, so um, not massive. Um, I imagine it's quite well known in Chicago and stuff, but it's not. It's not as big as the Greenbrier or anything, despite the fact it was much more recent no, and I've has a similar storyline. But um, yeah, it's not got a big reach. But uh, I'm going to give it a three now. And what was the one? What's the one before Reach? So I don't think I've I've come in. Yeah, on that you yet. did. You did already. You oh, I have. Yeah, you gave it a nine for narrative. Oh, of course, the narrative. Oh, narrative. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so Reach, you know, I, I tend to agree. It should, if anything, it should be better name. But um, yeah, I'd never heard of it. Um, I'm, I think the thing is as well, it's kind of like it's more of a. I mean, we've we all said we're not going to become a true crime podcast, but we're edging mm-hmm. that way, aren't we? So it's kind of a little bit more of a true crime thing, really, isn't it? Um, with, with, a, with a ghostly twist rather than an urban myth. So, and I guess for a lot of people, the sort of ghost twist isn't enough to, I suppose as well, because it was, you know, it, for a lot of these articles, they, they painted it as quite cut and dried that he did it, and it was it was all solved six months later. So I suppose for a lot of them, it's just a, it's a true crime thing rather than an urban legend, which takes away a little bit of the mystery. Well, that's um, because they don't look deep enough. Exactly. You know, if you've read four or five articles like we'd done, <laughs> <laughs> a potential twist. That Basically an expert. Out. Yeah. Um, and then you could sort of milk a little bit more of it and turn it into more of an urban myth. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably why it's less of an urban legend. But yeah, so I'll give it a two on that because I don't think it's actually got a lot of reach. That gives us an overall score of 46 now. So, yeah, not too bad. Good um, story and a compelling one this week, I think, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know it's a shame what happens to what seems to be a nice person. Um, if you want to uh, get in contact, you can at herb.legends.podcast at gmail.com or at Legends Urbane on the uh, Twitters. Um, hey, what just, uh, if, you're, if you're the person who gave us our first ever five stars on Apple Podcasts, then thanks very much. Um, if the rest of you could uh, get your yeah, fingers out your ass and start, start doing stuff, that'd be nice. 
Uh, and next week, um, we're going uh, to the Soviet Union Ooh. to uh, talk about some an potential animal-human hybrids. So, for the use... Keep for mentioning the use, that in his... Um, for the use in war. In his, his thing with... with uh, what was it? Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Carlson or whatever his name is, yeah. Tucker no. Carlson, that's the most American name. Oh, Other no. than Chet Eagle. Chip Phoenix. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> You, you can't say the most American name because there's always going to be another American, another American. Randy yeah. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, all right, have a good week, everyone. Keep safe and we love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's an urban legend. Oh, yeah. I don't care what you regret. Oh, I'd give my best. Quite a while, please, John. Oh, it's Steve.